Welcome to Line B, used tools and equipment by Camosun College, used under CC BY. The Trades Access Common Core resources are licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0. The materials in these learning guides are for use by students and instructional staff and have been compiled from sources believed to be reliable and to represent best current knowledge on these subjects. These audio resources are intended to serve as a starting point for good practices and may not specify all minimum legal standards. No warranty, guarantee, or representation is made by the BC Piping Trades Articulation Committee, the British Columbia Industry Training Authority, BC Campus, or the Queen's Printer of British Columbia as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information contained in these publications. These audio resources are intended to provide basic guidelines for piping trades practices. Do not assume, therefore, that all necessary warnings and safety precautionary measures are contained in this publication and that other or additional measures may not be required. To learn more about BC Campus Open Education, visit www.open.bccampus.ca. Use rigging, hoisting, lifting, and positioning equipment and rigging loads for cranes. Section 5. Use hoisting, lifting, and rigging equipment. High voltage line clearance. Use extreme caution when working with a crane near high voltage power lines. Although you may not be the operator of the crane, you may be rigging or handling the load that the crane lifts. Keep your distance from power lines. Surrounding every live power line is an area referred to as the absolute limit of approach. Do not, under any circumstance, move any crane boom, load line, or load into this area unless the power line has been de-energized. There are no exceptions. This limit of approach varies according to local, provincial, and federal laws and to the crane manufacturer's recommendation, but these are generally accepted clearances. Safety precautions. Whenever your work involves moving heavy loads, wear steel-toed boots. If there is a risk of your hands suffering cuts or abrasions, wear gloves. Be alert. Try to anticipate load movements. Plan ahead. Have an escape plan in mind in the event something goes wrong. Care of slings and wire rope. Wire rope and fiber sling should be stored in a dry location off the ground. The strength of a nylon sling is reduced when it is wet. Lubricate wire rope regularly with a light oil to prevent corrosion. You can brush the oil on or pass the wire rope through a bath of the oil. In either case, it is important to ensure complete penetration of the inner wires. Wire rope safety. When working with wire rope slings, Always wear gloves and eye protection. The following is a list of safety precautions to be taken when handling wire rope. Number one, use the correct rope for the job. Two, inspect the wire rope regularly. Three, never overload the rope. Four, minimize shock loads by hoisting and stopping slowly. Five, avoid sudden loading in cold weather. Six, take special precautions and or use a larger sized rope when... The exact load is unknown. There is a possibility of shock loading. The conditions are abnormal or severe, or there is a hazard to personnel. Protect rope from sharp corners or edges with padding. Use softeners. 
Avoid dragging the rope from under loads or over obstacles. Avoid dropping wire rope slings from heights. Avoid rolling loads over the slings. Store all unused ropes in a clean, dry place. Prevent loops in slack lines from being pulled tight and kinking. Once a kink has been made in a wire rope, the damage is permanent. A weak spot will always remain no matter how well the kink seems to have been straightened out. Never use wire rope that has been cut, badly kinked, or crushed. Obtain approval to destroy and discard any slings or hoisting equipment found to be unsafe. Use thimbles in eye fittings at all times. Damage to wire rope. Wire rope inspection. Individual wire breakage may be found in almost any rope. In most cases, broken wire should not constitute a basis for rope removal, provided they are at well-spaced intervals. Note the area and watch carefully for any further wire breaks. Clean up broken wires by bending the wire back and forth until the wire breaks off. In this way, the wire is more likely to break inside the rope where the ends are left tucked away between the strands where they will do no harm. Cutting the broken ends off with pliers is likely to leave jagged ends that can cut and wear unbroken wires. A wire rope used for lifting must be permanently removed from service if there are six or more randomly distributed broken wires in one rope lay or three or more broken wires in one strand in one rope lay. A rope lay is the length along the rope in which one strand makes a complete revolution around the rope. A rope must also be permanently removed from service if there is more than one broken wire near an attached fitting. Breaks that occur near attached fittings are usually the result of fatigue stresses concentrated in these localized sections. Wire breaks of this type should be caused for replacement of the rope or renewal of the attachment to eliminate the locally fatigued area. Once broken wires appear in a rope operating under normal conditions, many more will show up within a relatively short period. Attempting to use a rope beyond the allowable number of broken wires will create a hazard. Worn and abraded wires. Each individual wire in a rope, when new, is a complete circle in cross-section. Wear due to friction on shivs, rollers, drums, etc. eventually cause the outer wires to become flat on the outside reducing the circle to a segment that gradually becomes smaller as the flat increases. These worn areas become void of lubrication and are characterized by their bright appearance. This is part of normal service deterioration and in most installations where operating conditions are not particularly severe, relatively even abrasion will occur on the outer wires. Peening when wire rope strikes against a structural part of the machine or beats against a roller or itself, the wires and strands are flattened and distorted and become brittle. This continuous pounding is called peening. Often this can be avoided by placing protectors between the rope and the object it is striking. Another common cause of peening is continuous working under high loads over a shiv or drum. Where peening action cannot be controlled, it is necessary to have more frequent inspections and to prepare for earlier rope replacement. Scrubbing. Scrubbing refers to the displacement of wires and strands as a result of wire rope rubbing against itself or another object. This, in turn, causes wear and displacement of wires and strands along one side of the rope. Fatigue fractures. 
Wires that break with square ends and show little surface wear have usually failed as a result of fatigue. In almost all cases, these failures are related to bending stresses or vibration. Fatigue fractures in wire ropes are most often found near a fitting. Corrosion. Corrosion, while difficult to evaluate, is a more serious cause of wear than abrasion. Usually it signifies a lack of lubrication. Corrosion will often occur internally before there is any visible external evidence on the rope surface. Hitting of wires is cause for immediate rope removal. Usually, a slight discoloration because of rusting merely indicates a need for lubrication. Severe rusting, on the other hand, leads to premature fatigue failures in the wires, necessitating the rope's immediate removal from service. To retard corrosion deterioration, the rope should be kept well lubricated. In situations where extreme corrosion action can occur, it may be necessary to use galvanized wire rope. Strands. Replace the rope if the strands are crushed, flattened, or jammed. These conditions usually occur when there are multiple layers on drums. Independent steel wire cord ropes should be used to prevent crushing. Crushing can also occur if the hoist rope becomes slack and cross-coiled on the drum or trapped in the machinery. No further operations should be carried out until the rope has been paid out, examined for possible damage, and correctly re-spooled. If the rope displays high stranding or unlaying, unwinding, replace the rope or renew the end connection to reset the rope lay. In cases such as this, excessive wear and crushing take place and the other strands become overloaded. Bird caging, kinks, and bulging. Bird caging is damage that can result from either a sudden stop, winding on too small a drum, or where the rope is being pulled through tight shivs. This is cause for rope the replacement unless the affected section can be removed. Kinks are usually caused by faulty handling or reeving, where the rope is passed through a hole and stressed. The strands become dog-legged and where running on shivs are subject to excessive wear at the kink. Place the rope or the affected section of the rope. Bulging is indicative of core slippage or turns being put into or taken out of a rope. Replace the rope, particularly if it is of rotation-resistant construction. If the rope has gaps, excessive clearance between strands or core protrusion, replace the rope. Heat damage. After a fire or exposure to elevated temperatures, there may be metal discoloration, an apparent loss of internal lubrication or damage to fiber cores. Under these circumstances, the rope should be replaced. Electric arcs. Rope that has either been in contact with a live power line or been used as ground in an electric welding circuit will have wires that are fused, discolored, and are annealed and must be removed from service. Hook safety. Hooks, like all rigging hardware, must be inspected frequently. You must be alert for signs of wear, particularly in the saddle and the throat opening. Measure the throat's opening to make sure it is not widening a sign that the hook has been overloaded and weakened. Check for cracks, corrosion, and distortion. If you discover evidence of wear, immediately discard the hook. Destroy the hook before throwing it away to prevent someone else from attempting to use it. Safety of other hardware. 
The workers' compensation OHS regulation requires that every piece of rigging hardware must be tagged with the working load limit, WLL. Rings, links, and swivels. Inspect rings, links, and swivels regularly for wear, cracks, and abrasion. Eye bolts and ring bolts. Inspect eye bolts and ring bolts regularly for wear, cracks, and abrasion. The angle that the sling forms with the eye bolt affects the WLL of the eye bolt considerably. Always try to keep the pull of the sling as close to in line with the shank of the eye bolt as possible. Use a spreader bar, if necessary, to reduce the angle at the eye bolt. Turnbuckles. Inspect turnbuckles regularly for wear, cracks, abrasion, and deformation. Shackles. Inspect shackles regularly for wear, cracks, and abrasion. Synthetic web slings. Inspect web slings for worn eyes and worn fittings, cuts, holes, punches, tears, frayed material, broken stitching, and burns caused by acid, caustics, or heat. If a damaged sling is found, Remove the sling from service immediately. Do not attempt to repair a damaged sling yourself. Safe Rigging Practices Whenever you are handling materials, remember that you are responsible for your own safety and for the safety of others. The best form of personal protection is to stay alert. Before you lift the load, check the rigging components to make sure that they meet the lifting requirements and that the rigging has been safely attached to the load. You must assure that your personal safety and the safety of other workers has not been compromised. Each circumstance will require that different precautions be taken and the following information should be considered as the minimum safety requirements in any situation. Personal protection. Wear safety headgear at all times, but specifically if there is any risk of falling objects or injury to your head. If the materials you are handling could injure your hands, Wear gloves for protection. Gloves should have short cuffs. Gauntlet-style gloves are not safe because the cuffs tend to catch on projections and also serve to funnel dirt and small objects into the glove. If you are handling corrosive or irritating chemicals, wear rubber gloves to prevent skin contact. When working with materials that are rough and abrasive, wear a protective apron to protect your clothing from becoming torn or ripped. Your feet should be protected by CSA-approved safety footwear. Always wear safety glasses or safety goggles. Clothing. The clothing you wear should protect you from dirt, scrapes, and abrasions. Your clothing should be loose enough to allow free movement, yet not so loose that it poses a danger of being caught on or in any materials or equipment. All jewelry should be removed. Long or loose hair should be tied back and tucked under a hat or hairnet. Housekeeping. Jobsite housekeeping habits can make material handling safe or dangerous. Keep all traffic areas clear to prevent tripping. As well, spills should be cleaned up immediately to prevent slipping and falling. Safe handling of loads supported by cranes. When using slings to attach a load to a crane, ensure that the slings are secure and the load is balanced. Often, when the crane begins to lift the load, the load shifts to one side or the other. If the load shifts, make sure you will not be trapped. Be especially careful to avoid getting your fingers caught between the load and the slings. If you must apply a sideways force to the suspended load, always push the load away from you. Loads that cannot be adequately controlled must have tag lines attached.
Pulling a suspended load could result in back strain or much worse, entrapment, as shown in Figure 5, should the load come loose. Be familiar with the standard signals used in hoisting operations so that even if you are not directly involved, you can anticipate the movement of the load. Never work under a suspended load. Have a plan of action, including an escape route to safety, should a suspended load fall. Taglines. Always use taglines to control the load. Taglines permit you to control the load from a safe distance should the load shift or drop, you will be out of danger. When working with large cranes, moving objects near power lines, use a power line spotter to avoid moving the crane or the low within the safety zone. Electric shock can kill. Ropes for tag lines. Every effort should be made to keep away from energized power lines, but if accidental contact is made, the tag line must not conduct the current to the worker guiding the load. Nylon lines absorb water and should not be used. Wire rope should not be used. A preferred rope for a tag line is polypropylene rope. Polypropylene does not conduct electricity and is inexpensive. Length of rope. The length of the tag line should be long enough to allow a worker to control the load while it is near the ground or any other structure. Use of two tag lines. Use two tag lines when the load needs to be maneuvered between or around objects or structures. Use a spreader bar when lifting long pipes with a crane. Use two tag lines, one at each end, to guide longer pipes into place. Location of attachment for tag lines. Locate tag lines near the end of a long load. Tie the tag line to the load using a bowline. The tag line should be attached to the load so that it will not come become trapped when the load is landed. Safety when using a tag line. The tag line is used to allow the worker to guide the load and still stay out from under it. Do not stand under the load at any time. Wear gloves to protect your hands. Do not double wrap the tagline around your hand or body to avoid entanglement. Keep the tagline clear of your feet. Note, if there is a sudden movement of the load, do not attempt to hold the load with the tagline. Do not use the tagline to move the load into position. The tagline is only for guiding the load. If the crane cannot reach the landing position with the load, the crane will have to move over. Unsafe rigging practices. Number one. Never wrap or choke the load with the hoisting line. 2. Avoid impact loading caused by sudden jerking when lifting or lowering. Lift the load gradually until the slack is eliminated. 3. Never ride the load that is being lifted. 4. Never allow the load to be carried over the heads of any personnel. 5. Never work under a suspended load. 6. Never leave the load suspended in the air when the hoist or crane is unattended. 7. Never make temporary repairs to a sling. 8. Never lift loads with one leg of a multi-leg sling until the unused legs are made secure. 9. Never lift a load with the point of a hook. Use of faulty equipment. Examine all hardware, equipment, tackle, and slings before using it and destroy defective components. Discarded equipment may be used by someone not aware of the hazards or defects. Rigging structural shapes. Structural shapes are manufactured with several different configurations and require careful attention when rigging or lifting 
turning, stacking, and blocking. Loose bundles of round stock should be double wrapped with slings prior to lifting to secure those pieces on top of the load. When setting the load down, set it on blocking that has side restraining chocks to prevent the pieces from spreading. When rigging long loads, use slings with sufficient length that the dimension L is always greater than dimension S. This will ensure that your sling angles are always greater from 60 degrees from horizontal. Never wrap the sling on the lifting hook to prevent movement. This weakens the sling considerably and may render it useless. You can form a choker hitch from a looped rope, providing that the loop contains a metal thimble. Rope loops without thimbles can suffer severe abrasion by the cutting section of the line running through the eye. If you are rigging a choker with the aid of a shackle, you must make sure the shackle pin bears on the eye of the sling. Do not allow the pin to bear on the running line. The movement of the running line could loosen the shackle pin, causing the load to drop. When working with large cranes moving objects near power lines, use a power line spotter to avoid hitting the lines with the crane or load. Electric shock can kill. When connecting two or more ropes to the lifting hook, use a shackle to attach the ropes to the hook. The shackle should have the pin bearing on the hook. Many structural shapes have sharp edges and corners that can damage slings. To prevent damaging the slings, always provide padding between the sling and the sharp corners of the load. Turning loads. When using a crane or hoist to turn heavy structural shapes, you must attach your rigging so that you have full control of the load at all times. Avoid violent or jerky movements because these could cause severe injury to bystanders. By rigging a load as shown here, start the roll by lifting the load. Then by gently lowering the load, continue the roll while maintaining full control. If you were to rig a structural shape, the load would flip violently regardless of how slow you made the lift. The load would then rock back and forth several times before it could be lowered. Correct storage practices. Store materials in such a manner that they will be easily accessible and protected from harm. Piles or stacks of material must be securely stacked and pose no threat to people in their vicinity. To allow cranes or forklifts access to materials, store the materials on dunnage, pieces of lumber for support, blocks or pallets. Materials that can be damaged by bending or buckling should be stored on adequate supports to prevent such damage. If materials will be exposed to rain, store them at a slight slope to permit the rainwater to run off. Pipe should be piled with the bottom row of each stack well blocked as illustrated. The blocking prevents the bottom row from being spread apart by the weight of the subsequent rows. Nail or screw blocking whenever possible. Narrow wedges may be sufficient for small stacks of small diameter pipe. A larger diameter pipe will roll weight over them, so use blocking adequate for the situation. Continue to stack rows in a pyramid pattern for stability. Blocking and stacking. When stacking structural shapes, you must provide blocking under the first row and cross sticks between each successive row. The cross sticks must be positioned directly above the previous row to prevent the materials from buckling and kinking. <laughs>